Welcome to Parents Take Five, where we take five minutes of your day to share parenting and family tips that help you grow in faith. Here, we come to you in your car, through your headphones, on the go, while chasing your kiddos or texting your youth, wherever you need a little support in your day. I'm Jen Evans, currently serving as Associate Pastor for Youth, Young Adults, and Families with Young Children at Second Presbyterian Church in Little Rock, and your host. If you have any questions or have ideas, you can find the Facebook group for podcast listeners by searching for Parents Take 5, that's F-I-V-E, and the same is true for Instagram. With that said, I hope you enjoy this moment of sanity and growth catalyst. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel for more tidbits on the fives. The other day, I saw presumably a mom speaking loudly, firmly, with a finger pointed at this little girl who was maybe three or four years old. And the little girl stood there with her head lowered and she cried, but certainly not moving an inch as the woman continued to yell. And as I approached, I knew that I had to say something but they were speaking a language that I didn't know. I wasn't sure what the woman was saying. I knew it was loud and sounded aggressive, and the little girl was crying. I kneeled down and looked at the little girl. I said, are you okay? She looked at the woman and back at me, and the woman said politely, we're fine, thank you. Again, I looked at the little girl and asked, and she nodded. Her head, yes, but her face also changed. There was more lift in it. It seemed lighter. I said okay and kept walking. And I couldn't stop thinking about yelling, which brings us to today. There are three types of yelling parents typically use. There's yelling that is more like a stern, loud talking. Some might call it raising your voice. Then there's the yelling that's due to anger and rage. This type can scare kids and emotionally damage them when it's a chronic situation. And finally, there's the good type of yelling. When parents use that when their child is about to touch a hot pot or to walk into the parking lot by themselves. No one likes to be yelled at. It's demeaning, embarrassing, and can be terrifying to experience, especially for children. While most parents are guilty of raising our voices, to what may be received as yelling, focusing on it for a minute might help us all. It isn't words themselves, but the tone of voice that others attach to the words that is the problem. Yelling happens when we are physically hurt, excited, and startled, but frequently yelling is a sign of aggression. Raising our voice creates tension that usually escalates into an argument. 
And here's what I know. Both from personal experience and research agrees, the feeling expressed in our voice makes more impact and is remembered longer than the words actually spoken. That's why we can't always remember the exact words that were spoken, but we clearly remember how we felt in the situation. The tone, determined by its pitch and volume and clarity, they all combine to give a listener cues about the way a communication should be interpreted, conveying a person's attitude and meaning within the statement. I think I have a more sensitive interpretation than some. I've been told that I have interpreted and sometimes mm, interpret a signal incorrectly as I have labeled it as yelling and the speaker deemed it as talking loudly. Whatever. It was yelling. Anyway, it's important that we regulate our voice to a volume and tone that does not imply aggressiveness or dominance over another person. If your child or another adult believes that you're yelling at them, it isn't effective. Furthermore, we model screaming as a conflict resolution strategy, and that is certainly something I do not intend to model. It scares kids. It makes us feel terrible. And experts say it isn't helpful in most cases. Yelling is scary for children and for adults. It's aggressive and intimidating. The facial expressions that are likely to go with yelling are angry and scary looking. So, hmm. You lose your temper and you end up yelling. Now what? Apologize. Experts tell us that takes the sting out of an ugly situation and it reminds our kids that we're human and apologizing models appropriate behavior for children to follow when they lose their temper. Does this remind anyone of scripture? Yeah. Ben, talk about what happened with the yelling. What prompted it? Because it's not always just about the parent losing control, but it's also about the child needing to change their behavior. You're a family team. Behavior in your child is irritating you? Talk about it. Find a way to solve it so it doesn't happen as often. Everyone wins. You'll yell less, and you may even find fewer reasons to get loud to begin with. I hope that you've enjoyed having a few minutes to help you recenter, refocus, and reflect on family and faith. As you think of questions or ideas that you'd like for me to explore on the podcast, check out Instagram and the Facebook group to reach me. I hope 
that you'll take five with us again.